I want to start out today in a kind of a weird way. It, it relates to the passage of Scripture we're in, but not, well, yes, it does directly. But I, one of the things I'm watching and hearing is I'm seeing a lot of people who love Jesus and Jesus loves them, but they don't feel like they meet up to whatever mythical standard uh, they have in their mind and heart. And they just feel like, I, I, I don't pray enough, I don't read God's word enough, I don't do enough, I don't... And, and if you think I'm talking about you, I'm not. I'm talking about everybody. I hear it from so many who, who don't feel a security in Christ at all. And I, I just wanted to start this morning and then have a word of prayer, but... But I want you to understand something. The, one of the, a few of the final words of Jesus on the cross in John, and you don't have to turn to it, but in John chapter 19, verse 30 was, it is finished. When Jesus said, it is finished, what he was communicating, and it'll be a part of the sermon, was everything that needed to be done for you to have eternal life, to be right with him, and one, go, one day go to live with him in heaven, he already did. He already did it. You aren't going to read the Bible or pray or, and those are good things. Don't get me wrong. You're not going to do enough in the church. You're not going to not do all the things that everybody says you're not supposed to do. You're not, you're not, you're not going to be good enough. You're not going to be pretty enough. You're not going to give enough money to earn it. So just rest in this. It's finished. He already completed the work, man. Just ask him in, and it's done. Here's what I always think when I say that. Go ahead and breathe. Because I find so many of us just run around so uptight, so hurting, so tired. Feeling like, oh my goodness, I got to do more and I got to be better and I got to, I got to. And I want you to understand, he already did. Amen? That's so important. That's so important. Some of the trash I grew up with was this, this manipulation that, you know, God's going to get you if you don't, or if you do. I, stop. Jesus loves you. He always has. He always will, no matter what. You just got to ask him in and make him the center of your life. Amen? Father, thank you for that passage of Scripture. And the passage of Scripture we're going to um, exegete or explain or preach this morning. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that we wouldn't just hear it. I am so tired of church talkers, and I'm tired of people that just hear and say, that was nice. Father, help us to inculcate it and live it in our lives by the person and power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. And it's in your Son's name we pray and all God's people said, Amen.
Amen. 8-1, please. Therefore. Now, the therefore comes, if you remember, we've been in Romans chapter 7. Okay? And remember, in Romans 6, we were freed from sin. In Romans 7, we're doing the very thing we don't want to do. Can anybody say bipolar? Okay? But that's important. Because what we talked about there, and I want you to hear this, okay? It's okay. God understands. His son already was tempted and tried and struggled even more than we ever will, and he wants. So the bottom line is, he kind of knows where we are. Does anybody ever feel like that? What in the world's going on? I thought I was supposed to be perfect. Well, let me help you with something. You ain't. Okay, it's okay. You're good. Take a chill pill. Now get your feet on the ground and start moving. Amen? Are you with me there? Okay. The therefore comes in. Okay, I'm doing the very thing I don't want to do. Who's going to separate me from this thing inside of me, this force inside of me? The next verse is, thanks be to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who can set me free. Okay. Here's the part you need to understand, though. Even though he has set us free, that force is not annihilated. Think about that for a second. You're set free, but that, that whole thing is not annihilated. If you were a per- type of person before you were saved, you're going to battle with that after you're saved. Okay, so you need to understand that. Okay, and not feel like I'm a bad person because that's still there or I'm still struggling. Everybody has something. Everybody's got something. Okay, only neurotics think there's nothing. You're okay. All right, you got me? You there? Because of that, therefore, there is no condemnation. Now, that word condemn, condemnation means that a judge has deemed you guilty and sentenced you to death. Are you with me? This is very important. But you see, because of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross and what he did in his resurrection, praise God for we that have asked him in, there is no condemnation. Oh, but I have these feelings. Oh, but I never feel like I get it totally right. Oh, 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 forget that. Stop that. Therefore, there is no condemnation for we who are in Christ Jesus. Oh, but pastor, I really do still do some stupid things. Kids, don't feel isolated in that. That's a big club. Amen? Are you with me? I don't know anybody who totally has their act together. I don't. I wish I did. I wish I was. It's just not real. Okay? Here's the verse I want you to hear. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 said, Because he loves us, while I, we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Us to save us from that sin. Therefore, 
There is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. You, no matter what you've done, no matter who you've been, no matter how, ty- how many times you've been divorced, no matter how many abortions you've had, no matter what your sexual tendency, it's okay. Give it to God. God will do his great work. You don't have to walk around feeling worthless and dirty. Are you with me? You are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. When God sees you, he doesn't see you. Praise God, he doesn't see your sin. He sees the blood of his son. Amen? I beg you, quit listening to the accuser. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Does anybody have this dude in their ear? Now see, in my ear, it has to be the left ear because I'm deaf on this side. Right? So it's right here. And he's sitting there saying, you did that wrong. You said that wrong. You should have done that. You should have been better at that. You should have, should have, should have. Let me help you with something. In the book of Revelation, it says the accuser has been cast down. Okay? When he starts talking to you, you just say, talk to the hand. The bottom line is, I'm okay. Okay? As long as I'm a human, I'm still going to be goofy. Okay? It's all right. And here's what I claim. I have nothing to feel condemnation about. Because Jesus already did all the heavy lifting. And now I can just go live free and clean and extraordinarily happy and blessed in him. Please. I beg you, I beg you, quit listening to church people that are always going to tell you you shouldn't be doing something that you're doing. Because I promise you, they're talking about the splinter in your eye when they got a big old oak tree in theirs. So don't even bother with them. Don't even listen to them. Listen to the one who loves you and loved you enough to die for you even when you were yet A sinner. That's that was worth coming for, wasn't it? But we ain't done. A two. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law, the law of sin. And death. Now you've got to understand something. I know Oprah and Dr. Phil tell us that we're all basically good. God's word tells us we're all basically evil. Look at the person next to you and say, you are basically evil. (laughs) Some of you really enjoyed that. If you go back to Romans chapter 3. It says, there is no one righteous, no, not one. If you read that whole, go home this afternoon and and that whole thing, it it just makes us out to be really ugly people. Ephesians chapter 2, the very first few verses, talks about the fact that you and I are born as children of wrath. 
We are born under a curse. We are born under a domination of sin and selfishness. That has been exponentially exemplified to me in having a two, now he's three, one-year-old and newborn in my home two days a week. I have a granddaughter. I got to tell you a story. I have a granddaughter who has one thrill in life, and that's ticking her brother off. She's one. I'm not kidding. I mean, if he's playing with something, her great joy is the moment he takes his eyes off it, she takes it and runs. And I mean, she runs with the biggest smile on her face and glee. And then everybody's like, oh, but he hits her. I understand. It's cute when they're two and one. It ain't cute when they're 13. And it definitely ain't cute when they're 25. And it's really not cute when they're 50. Amen? You have to understand, kids, we're born there. We're born under that. We're dominated by that. You could be as nice as you can be and you can do as many good things as you can do. But the bottom line is that still has a hold on your mind and your heart and your soul and your psyche. It's a law. It's like the law of gravity. If you drop something, it's going to hit the ground. It's a law. That's what we're born under. The only hope that we have, and we've talked about this the last few weeks, the only hope we have is the power of the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I bring that back up because we've talked about it before, but, I, but, I, but I've been really struggling. Well, pastor, how do I know that that has happened in my life? You know, I don't know about you, but I wish Jesus wrote notes. Amen? I did it. You know? I I wish, you know, there was more of a Benny Hinn thing. Y'all know Benny Hinn? Benny Hinn's this dude that smacks you in the head and and you fall down. You know? I I wish I got something like that. So I know that took place in my life. But here's what I figured out. The only way that I can know that that law of sin and death, that I've been set free from that, is to leave this place and decide. There's this pesky little thing in Christianity called faith. (laughs) The Bible acts like faith is easy. Do y'all ever notice it's not easy? I'm sorry, it's not. I wish it was. But when Jesus says that by his Holy Spirit, he will set you free from that law of sin and death by the law and the power of his Holy Spirit. The only way to find out whether that has actually taken place is to go out and decide, I'm going to live like it's taken place. And the cool part is about six months later, you figure, oh, goodness, it took place. That's the only way I know to know that that really took place. And here's the other thing you need to understand. I don't care what you've been stuck in. 
I don't care what the stronghold has been. I don't care what the misery has been. I want you to understand that the law of God's Holy Spirit that gives us life can and will set you free from the law of sin and death. Don't tell me, well, you know, Satan has control of my mind. That's because you let him. Oh, well, Satan's got a hold of my emotions and my heart. That's because you let him. I'm sorry. I wish I could be nicer. <laughs> Y'all know I ain't nice. You know, well, you know, uh, Satan's just in my marriage and there's nothing I can do about it. That's because you let him. Well, Satan's got a hold of my finances and I'm just broke and I'm a bum and I'm going to be that forever. That's because you let him. My Bible says you can be set free from this dominating force that is ripping your life apart. The question is, will you let him? And then will you go live it? The next two verses really come along with that. Verse three says, for what the law, now the law that we're talking about here is like the 10 commandments. And then Jesus Christ, and they're good, they're holy, they're, they're powerful, they're wonderful. And I don't have time to go back through all of that. But the problem with the law is, is when you're following the law, just like the rules of the church, you're the, you're the prime resource for making that happen. Are you with me? Does everybody understand that? When it's something you've come up with, something to do or something to don't or the law or whatever, you need to understand, you're the resource. You have to make that happen. And you're too weak to set yourself free from the law of sin and death. Is everybody with me? Everybody still love me? You still there? For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh. I wish I had two hours to talk about that. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. Think about this. God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. This is my favorite part. Y'all got to listen. Everybody wait. And so he condemned sin in the flesh. Remember, condemnation is that a judge has deemed you guilty and sentenced you to death. Jesus came, lived, suffered, bled, died, and rose again and sent the person of his Holy Spirit. You know that dominating force we've been talking about in your life? You know that thing that will rip your mind and your heart and your marriage and your home and your kids apart? Jesus Christ came. Now get excited. I know you're not supposed to get excited in church. You know, the candles are on and everything. Get excited, man. Jesus Christ sent his one and only son to do what was necessary to say, no, sinfulness, selfish sin, sin and death. You are condemned to death. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? 
or you're just kind of playing with it. Well, that's nice. I couldn't care less whether it's nice. Are you willing to say, you know what? I'm tired of getting whooped. I'm tired of being miserable. I'm tired of always feeling like I'm under everything. I'm tired of always feeling like a loser. I'm tired of every time I turn around, it's something else. Today, I claim this. Because of who Jesus was and what he did. He condemned that sin, that destruction, that death that's been dominating my life. He condemned that to death. I can conquer it. Amen? Is everybody there? Everybody with me? Okay, let's do our last verse. In order that the righteous requirement of the law. Now, you got to pay attention to this. Okay, this is, this is the powerful stuff. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but we live according to the Spirit of God. The first thing I want to say there, this is just so powerful. This is just so wonderful. You know what the Bible just told me? No matter where I've been, no matter what my battle is, no matter how many things I do right or wrong, the bottom line is because of what Jesus did. All the righteousness that is necessary for me to be right with him, to have eternal life, to enter the kingdom of God, and one day go to heaven has already been accomplished. And I'm going to say that again, and I want at least three of you to smile. I know it's church. I know the Eagles are on four hours. We're probably thinking about that. No matter what, no matter your battle, no matter your past, no matter the stain, no matter the scar, no matter the struggle, it's all right. He made it right. He did everything that was necessary. You say, well, what do I tell my friends about Jesus? Tell them that. It ain't about religion. It's about having a relationship with one who already did for you everything that needed to be done. Come on in, let's go. Amen? Let's go, man. Quit messing around. Quit listening to stupid. You know, don't look at anybody when you say it. You know, don't, just Stop. Everything that needed to be done. And you quit thinking that way. Oh, I'm afraid if Jesus came back tonight, if he's in you and you're in him, you're good. Amen? You're good. You're okay. See, the struggle I had when I was young was I kept hearing about how bad I was and I wasn't meeting up and I, I, was, I was struggling with things and I shouldn't be struggling with those things. And, you know, I, I remember when I was a 16-year-old, this guy got up and said, man, if you even think about sex, you're in deep trouble. And I'm like, I'm a 16-year-old boy. That's all I think about. Seriously. You know, I said, so could somebody help me with that? And my dad was so mad with me because I actually said it out loud. My mother wanted to kill me. I want you to understand, it's okay. 
You're a human. Satan's attacking you. He's bringing things into the purvey of your mind and your heart, and he's going to try to distract you. I want you to understand something. No matter what he brings at you, all the requirements of God have been met on the cross of Calvary and in the resurrection, and it's okay. You're going to be good. Amen? And the last thing is, is because now, and this is important, I've made a decision. I'm no longer living by the power of my flesh. I'm no longer living by my own personal abilities. I'm no longer living by what I can do or accomplish. I'm no longer living and counting on what I can be. I've made a decision. And it is that simple. I choose to live by the person and the power, and the love, and the joy, and the peace, and the patience, and the kindness, and the goodness, and the endurance of God's Holy Spirit. If you're all tired all the time, it's because you're trying to do it. Anybody ever get tired of being tired? I mean, Bets, I know you're pregnant. You're always tired, but... Today's a good day, a real good day. Kids, we'll sing that last song. You you okay with that? Your voice okay? All right, go. I pay you too much to just sit there. Today's a good day to say you enough. I'm not going around feeling sorry for myself or feeling poorly about myself anymore because I got this voice telling me how bad I am. No more. Because there is no condemnation on me. Because I've made a decision to be in him. And he's in me. And we're good. Amen? Isn't that wonderful? It's just just such a, a, a powerful, powerful thing. I'm making a decision today. That the law of the Holy Spirit of God has set me free. has set me free from the law of sin and death. Are you with me? Huh? I'm making a decision today that all the righteous requirements that God could ever have when I get to judgment, they've all been met for me by the person of Jesus Christ on the cross and in the resurrection. You can smile. Go ahead. It's all done. We're good. And today, as I leave this place, I'm not going in my own strength. And I'm not going to walk out that door and leave what God did in my life here. I'm going out there. And remember that love we talked about in that first song? Where is that love? I'm going to be that love. Amen? I'm going to be that love. I'm going to live that out. Those knuckleheads at work cannot keep me down. The bottom line is, I'm going to live that love. I'm going to be that love. I'm going to carry that love. I'm going to communicate that love. This is a great day. This is a good day 
to decide. Not wish. Decide. That God's Holy Spirit is going to take me to that whole new kingdom level. Amen? You're welcome at these altars if you'd like. Or you can just stay there and do it. I don't really care. But the bottom line, let's stand. And we just want to welcome you to say yes to that today.